So everyone like in the pool right now could yeah. see us do a podcast. That's like hilarious. They're probably like, what the fuck? What the hell are these what guys doing? Look, he's just staring at me. <laughs> so this is the problem. If you, when you want a good city view, yeah. this is the ramifications you have to see. Everyone has to see you and you get to see them. It's like a double whammy. Alright, so we've got Mark back on the show. Uh, he did a uh, sort of like a brief interview thing. It went for about 30 minutes. And we were just talking more about the Hosry show. Um, but I do want to get into more of the Hosry show sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so can you just give like a sort of a brief, um, sort of like a brief story about everything? Yeah, sure. But firstly, where are we, bro? We're in your hotel room in Melbourne. <laughs> That is true. Like, <laughs> like let's let's talk a little bit about this. Zach randomly called me in the middle of middle of the week. Oh, said, it wasn't rain. It was random. Middle of the week, came here and said, "I'm in Melbourne City. Come, let's do a podcast." And this podcast was born because of it. So it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like, there was a lot of like delegations. Uh, you know, you know, I had to delegate. I had to <laughs> make a lot of decisions for, for everything to be here. But we're yeah. here. We're here. We're here. So talk to me about the Hosri show. All right. So the Hosri show is like this idea that I made that um, I want to tell the story of my life from the moment I was born, pretty much, as much as I can remember, to now, right? And so I'm basically telling stories of my life from, you know, 20, 2012 all the way up until now. And I'm telling stories because it's showing the character development of me as a person. And I get to reflect on myself in the past um, as opposed to how I am now. So... Basically, if when when you read the Hosri story and then you look at my life now, they don't match. No, they don't. They don't match. It's like what this guy's like childhood and stuff. Yeah. And now, like to now, it's like crazy. It's crazy, right? And like when you read the stories, you think of like a little depressed kid. Um, you know, not really happy with life, a bit evil sometimes. You know, like really fucked up in the head. It was. And this, yeah, and then like now you're looking at me and I'm positive and I'm uplifting and I help people and like I really do have a purpose for my life. So I guess I'm trying to tell the story so that when it gets to that point where I've gotten to a point where people look up to me and people do right now, like, you know, people that, you know, follow my stuff and things like that. Honestly, people yeah. were like sad that you're not posting anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, like, people were like, what the hell? This <laughs> guy hasn't been here in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. hasn't posted. Yeah, nah, it was you pretty, know? it was pretty crazy. I... Well, I went in for surgery and I stopped posting and people were messaging me like, Where, where's the post gone? I'm like, I'm like, I can't, like, I can't do it. You know, like my heart's not there, but you know, I, I want to get back into that. Yeah. Like later on in yeah, the show, sure. sure. I, I do want to talk about, you know, where, how you felt during surgery, but okay, yeah. get into the Hosri show first. A hundred percent. So, all right, let's talk about the most interesting story for the Hosri show so far. I don't want to spoil the future story. So we'll start off with something that I've already posted about. So um, when I was younger, when I was like, I'd say six or seven years old, I'd say, um, I used to sleep in my brother's room because I was scared of sleeping in the dark, right? So I'd sleep, I'd sleep in the same bed as him and I was, I was, I was really, really, really scared of like everything at that time. I was a baby, right? Anyway, so um, I'm sleeping like in our, in our room and um, everyone is dead asleep. Now, the night before we had done, you know, stop, drop, roll trading in, in kindergarten you know, they teach you what to do oh, in a fire. Like, yeah, 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 drunk, yeah. bro, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they taught us that. And in my head, I'm thinking, what the fuck is the point of this? I'm never going to be in a fire. Like, what is the actual point of this? Literally, the night after, the night after, we're sleeping and um, everyone is dead asleep. I mean, knocked out asleep, right? 
and I wake up and I swear to God, there is enough thick smoke to cover from here all the way to the roof of this hotel. Thick, thick smoke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm waking up and my, my face is in the smoke and in my head, I'm thinking, it's just smoke. Nothing's going to happen. The stop, drop, roll thing doesn't matter. So I put my head in the smoke. I was young. I, I was young. I wasn't How thinking. Old? Huh? How old? Like six, seven, okay. maybe. Okay. Maybe a bit. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like, it's just smoke. It's not going to hurt me, bro. You know? Like, I'm not scared. Anyway. Or like, maybe I was scared. I was trying to figure out what it was. So I put my head in the smoke. And man, I just started getting dizzy and coughing. And I'm like, shit, wait, this is real. So anyway, so I'm crawling. Because obviously, I know, I know from the training last night. I'm crawling, I'm crawling, I'm crawling, and I, I go and look through my window, and there's a massive fire in my garage, no. right under my parents' bedroom, bro. I swear to God. So, it how was, does that happen? Do you know, like, how it happened? As it was, like, something in the garage that it was an electrical, it was an electrical appliance, and right. I think, I don't know, maybe water. I, really, no one knows. Really, no one knows. But the yeah, yeah, yeah. thing is, my garage was full of, like, gas tanks and, like, random shit, That's right? That's probably why. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, was yeah, really, yeah. it was really bad. And... So I'm looking outside of my window and I'm seeing like massive flames, like massive flames going so high up that they literally on the bottom of my, my parents' bedroom, right? And I'm shitting myself right now. Like I'm young. I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, First yeah. thing that went through my head is I don't want to wake up anyone. They're going to get angry that I woke them up. I'm not thinking about the fire because I don't actually understand like at that age, you don't understand what could happen. You just know there's a fire, but it's just like... It, at the time, I didn't understand the severity of it. Anyway, so I went downstairs. Luckily, because I wouldn't have woken anyone up. Luckily, my dad fell asleep on the couch, right? So I knew he wasn't in bed. So in my head, I'm thinking, he's not that comfortable. I could wake him up. He won't be mad. Tap on him. My dad, like, I think there's some smoke, blah, blah, blah. I swear to God, I've never seen my dad fearful in his life. In his life. My dad's the strongest man in the world to me, right? <laughs> like... I saw him actually have fear in his eyes when he saw the smoke. And that's what I knew was real. I'm like, my dad's scared. There's something fucked up going on. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Anyway, so we wake up everyone and we call the fire brigade straight away. And they're, and they're doing it and stuff. And they start putting the timings together to when I woke up to when the fire started and stuff like that. And they said that five more minutes and everyone would have choked to death. Really? The smoke was that thick. That's like severe from like the stuff that was in the garage. That if, if I did not wake up five minutes early, like that time yeah 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 everyone would have died and then we wouldn't have been on we this wouldn't podcast. have been on this podcast the hospital wow. show would have never came out yeah 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 how fucking crazy is that that is pretty crazy so like and then um in you know a previous episode you were talking about you're yeah. in the rental game because yeah. of like because all of, this. of that yeah but, like so how was your life like afterwards yeah. after happening I mean, man, like, we were living not comfortable, but we were, we were getting by. We were getting by when we had the house, right? We weren't, like, rich, but we weren't middle class. We were just, like, in the middle, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, after that, we got stuck in the rent cycle. We had no house insurance, so oh, the, whole, wow. the whole house was gone. It was completely gone, yeah. white. So we had to grab our stuff. We didn't have enough time to get a rental. Because, like I said, we were just getting by at this time, right? Like, we weren't overly rich to just randomly find a rental. So, we had to actually split up in where we lived. So, some oh, wow. some of my family lived at my family friends. I lived at my cousin's house. Like, a bunch of people lived at different houses until we figured out what we can do. And it was so weird. Like, I'd wake up in a strange... Not a stranger, but, like, not my house. Not my home, you know? I'm not seeing my parents. I'm having... their I, like, they're having to call my parents for me because I'm too young to understand what's going on. Yeah. Hey, like, what's going on, blah, blah. We'll visit sometimes. And it was just really, really weird. Really, like, probably one of the weirdest situations and, in my life. And splitting up as a family, like, yeah. you know that's pretty bad. You it know, is. you rely on each other, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Ivan had that issue where yeah. like a family would split up yeah. or anything and um yeah. but I feel like that is probably one of the worst things that could happen Honestly. a family splitting up over something um but like in your case yeah um that's probably the worst thing that could happen honestly honestly and i think like you know bro what it did to me is i don't really value material things anymore like you know like you walk into nice houses you're wearing a champion shirt yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i caught him in 4k and i'm money watch but let, but let me be honest some people in my family are doing pretty good now and i benefit from it because i'm in the family you know what i mean yeah 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 but i i like my direct family we're like, you know, we're in the middle. We're still renting, right? We're still renting. I'm oh, hoping... I am as well. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm hoping to buy a house to break this rent cycle once and for all and, like, finish it. Like, that's my goal, man. Mm. If I could buy a house for my parents, bro, that's, like... That's my childhood dream. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, other than, like, career goals and stuff like that, my childhood dream is to retire my parents. And the first step to that is buying them a house, right? And so if I can do that, it's gonna be fucking amazing but do, do you have a plan to get there well or, or are you just sort of like going as it as it goes let's i've saved good money man like i've yeah, saved pretty yeah. good i'm not far and off and you're hard working as well you, yeah you know, you're always I work, that work man i worked i used to work three jobs now i only work one and i do like my business on the side so you know like just saving money i mean bro like without getting into exact amounts like by the end of this year i could buy a house Hmm. Like put a deposit down on a house. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that's the plan. Like by the end of this year, hopefully, I'm gonna finally get a fucking house. But <laughs> it's just I, I, I really don't value the material things. Like everything you see me wear, I'll be completely honest, is not. I haven't bought this. I wouldn't spend money on myself like this. My sister bought it for me. Hey, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> My yeah. sister's like a gift or something. Yeah, yeah, like they moved out. They're doing well. You know that type of thing. They bought me everything. My watch, my cross, jeans, shoes, everything. It's not mine. But people think that because like you know you're spoiled materially with clothes doesn't actually help your life you mm. know just because i have a champion thing doesn't help me buy a house you know <laughs> what i mean like people get it mistaken but i genuinely find no value in material things nothing like i i just so I, you just want a t-shirt from kmart and yeah. you'd and you'd be happy I, with I, that. I used to dress like that until my sister started getting me stuff like hey you gotta start dressing like <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit nicer you know what i mean like i used to wear kmart stuff all the time i'd not like i'd not care the only time i started caring about material things was when like i would get bullied in school because everyone would have a snapback and i didn't yeah, right? right and i'm sitting there and i'm like fuck like i really need one to kind of you know fit fit my life fit in. yeah yeah you got a lot of comments about your comments mm. on drake's um uh idea of painting his nails yeah um mm. can you just sort of like uh talk about you know what went through your head when commenting that uh, yeah, what that any man who wears nail polish is gay well no i, I mean I, i'm saying that yes that is quite feminine yeah yeah but i just want to oh, hear yeah. what you no, 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 I, I know but that was the comment right like yes. you see how everyone overreacted wait some guys comment some guys reply was the funniest thing okay ever. T tell tell them okay. what was the he said he said um he said i could murder you in any form of combat with nail polish on i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny but anyway let me tell you something about artists and and this this stuff right drake puts nail polish on so he could gather more audience. He's not doing it for himself, okay? He grew up in fucking the streets, just like The Weeknd did. They grew up in Toronto, in Canada, right? That's in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, 
they grew up in Toronto. They grew up like actual gangsters, hustlers, right? Now they're putting nail polish on their nails. Mm. Bro, come on. They're obviously doing it to push an agenda, right? It's either their label that makes them do that. It's either they know that they're going to get support from the LGBT. And the LGBT are massive and powerful. They are the most protected society in the world. Talking about society, talking yeah. about nail polish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you become the best version of yourself? Uh yeah. I actually I went through a breakup yeah. last year. At right. the end of last year. Yeah. How old are you? I'm eighteen. Okay. Yeah. I went through a breakup. Yeah. Uh we went for about maybe half a year. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a bit less. Yeah. But you know, we're in the talking stage for a while and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we broke up sh- and then she literally mm. went with another guy the next Straight away. Straight away, bro. Of course. Straight away. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, how can I better myself? Yeah. So then that doesn't happen again. Okay. So I got into crypto. Yeah. I got into, um, I got into podcasting. I got into things that I can draw my attention away from. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually started feeling better. I started feeling more masculine. I okay. started, yeah. I started to feel, you know, just empowered. Mm. And and I really got to spend time with myself as well. Yeah. I got to know who actually Zach was. Good. How, if you're in that situation, mm. how would you better yourself? All right, so firstly, I wouldn't care that she went with another man. Like, it hurt. It hurt me. But I'm not going to blame myself. It's good. Now I know that if she's able to leave and go with another man the next day, she probably wasn't good for me anyway. So I'm actually happy that happened because now I have no doubt that that girl was not it, right? No doubt, zero doubt, right? And it really, honestly, bro, and my answer will be similar to all these types of questions, it's priorities, man. Like, I've been through breakups as well. So was that your first breakup? No, it wasn't. (laughs) So how many? But but that one probably hit the hardest, Okay, I would say. How long were you together? Six months. Probably about six months. Six months. Okay. Maybe five months. Well, but, but something like that anyway. Okay. At your age, at your age, like I'm 22, I'm a little bit older, so I can say at your age, right? Um, if I was going through that breakup and I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't give a fuck. Why? Because you're going to go through so many more that the ones that hurt the most are the ones that you don't even care about when you get older. Okay? Because you're 18, yeah. right? When you were 17, you're dating a girl. It's not really a relationship. I mean, it is... But that young, it's not. Yeah. Okay. It is after you get after past 18. That's probably where like real relationships start because you actually form connections past just the like relationship type. You actually connect on a deeper level, right? So if I was in your situation, I'd say one, it's one breakup. Guess what? There's going to be 50 more. So whatever pain I'm feeling now, I better be prepared to feel 10 more. I like using pain as a trajectory to push myself back up Mm. so that's what i would do in that situation i would use the pain that i have to go hard on exactly what you're doing like podcasting work gym like really push myself towards things but to put it simply for anyone going through the same situations have your priorities straight right for me and i always say this it's gonna be family it's gonna be god family and then me always no matter what no matter what girlfriend no matter what wife no matter what woman no matter what friend my priorities will not change for anyone so if i think about it that way that's my fourth priority if if i had a girlfriend Mm. that's my fourth priority being gone it's gonna hurt but luckily i have my other three priorities to push towards but then you would probably do like your business and stuff in there as well no no no. no. so you would say girlfriend then business oh yeah 100 percent. people over money yeah 100 100%, 100%. okay 100 percent 
I don't I don't value material things. See, that's yeah. proof, bro. That's proof. Yeah. Subconsciously, everyone says I just say that, but I genuinely value people, relationships, connections, love morals values principles way over materialistic and money things. so you I, definitely don't see that often i think yeah. a lot of people care about their career more yeah. than rela- uh, relationships with people yeah uh, if it's just a friend if it's a girlfriend yeah and i think we really need a shift in society where a lot of people are going for those materialistic things but they wanting, have an idea yeah. wanting that good life yeah yeah. Okay, people just need to really connect on what we were here to do. Yeah, I mean, bro, the thing is, like, people want a good life. They see, like, the baby, right? Like, with seven Lamborghinis, bitches here, money here. That's the life they want, right? So, social media, back to that point, right? Like, if you compare these two things, it's always going to make you sad. And how do you relate this to you breaking up with your girlfriend? Because when you go on social media, you're going to see all these couples happy. You're going to see her posting with other guys. It's going to fucking hurt. Well, so, we, we ended up actually just, like, blocking each other. See, that's the uh, most healthy uh, way. Uh, and, then, and then just move on. Yeah, 100%. That's the most healthy way. And the other thing I would say is, like, you control what you can do. You can't control what others do. When you love someone, you're making a sacrifice to yourself. So, I can really be guided, like, guarded, and not sacrifice myself for anyone. And I will never get hurt. But I also will never know what it feels like to truly love someone. So when you truly, truly love someone, you have to feel pain when they leave. You yeah. you absolutely have to. Because you're putting yourself in the position to trust them. Right? Yes, With everyone right. in my life, I have no expectation, which means I don't have disappointment. But if I had a girlfriend, I have an expectation that she's going to be my girlfriend. She's going to be loyal to me. She's going to be true so to me. So what do you do in those situations? You just don't have expectations. Yeah, I guess. Well, but then you sort of have you to. have to to truly love them. That's what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. When you love, when that's why it's so important to choose who you love, right? Because you you want to make that sacrifice for the right person. You want to put yourself on the chopping board for the right person, so you know if they have the knife, they won't chop you. Yeah. Right. But you can never know. So it's a, it's a risk. It's a risk reward, right? I take that risk of loving you and making you my most prized possession or one of them, right? And you try to, like, push that back on me by doing by being a good girlfriend. If you're not, that's I'm willing to take that pain. Because I know I truly loved you, truly sacrificed you. So people always say, I'm so stupid, I should have known. But why should you have known? Mm. You're not, why? Yeah. You're meant to not know. That's, that's the whole point of a relationship. If you did know, then obviously you just chose a bad girl. But you chose a good girl. She was a good girl then. I, I think that's just life yeah you know you don't know what's actually going to happen in life exactly you don't know what's going to happen in a year two years three years 100 so bringing that into a relationship it's good to just sort of know um where you stand 100 i want to talk about dopamine detox um yeah you you spoke about this before yeah yeah um i reckon dopamine's very heavily on you know social media mm. you know looking at your phone TikTok. uh seeing yeah. who's messaging you yeah. on dms yeah. um can you just sort of give me a rundown on what dopamine detox or dopamine yeah on social media means to you yeah so dopamine and i don't know how to explain it, explain it perfectly in scientific terms but it's a chemical that gets released in your brain that makes you happy that's the most basic way of saying it right and we get dopamine from so many different things. Sex, love, um, sugar, alcohol, drugs, alcohol, all those types of things, right? 
And when your body is designed to be given dopamine on short notice, like for example, a coffee, you buy your coffee, you drink it, you feel happy in the morning, you feel awake, right? That's your dopamine. Um, when you scroll on TikTok, each video that pops up, you get more, you get happy if you find one that you like, or you just keep scrolling and they're constantly hitting your eyes, releasing dopamine, right? And your body is so focused on getting the dopamine kick like that, literally like that, right? Like, because people have three coffees a day, that's like that, right? So, um, people are so, like, focused on getting their dopamine so quick that when there's a long-term dopamine, like studying or, like, podcasting, for example, because we're not happy right now, we're happy when we upload, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, we don't get to see the benefit of it until later on. I yeah. mean, with all the hate that's that I've got recently yeah. uh, on my podcast, a lot of people have been hating it. Oh, it's cringe, it's this. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Do you think I care? Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Like, we're having the time of our life now, right? But we don't actually see the benefit of the video until it's uploaded. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I guess. So I drive So I drive to the city, right? I spend money on parking. We have to buy food. Like, there's a bunch of shit that goes into it. And there's no return as of yet. Yes. And even when we upload the video, there's no, like, money return yeah. yet. You know what I mean? I guess. So it's about making sure that your body is willing to do things that don't give an immediate dopamine return. Mm. But... They do it long term. Like running a business. Small businesses like ours, bro. We're not making fucking millions yet, right? But we're doing what we love. And each time, every day that we put a little bit into it, we're seeing the benefit in five years' time. Definitely. Okay? So, just an example of what dopamine detox is. No coffee. No coffee. I'm drinking a coffee today because I just got out of surgery. But I was off coffee for two years. Notifications on your phone off, completely off. I have no notifications so, on my phone. So, uh, Instagram. Instagram, text, calls, everything, everything. So, even so, calls. Calls, like, you could put them, but, I mean, you could put your phone on silent when you don't need to have a call. Like, who do I need to call me, bro? Honestly, right? Like, I've, I've, if I'm at home with my family and my friends want to call me to go out, something, they can wait. You yeah. know what I mean? But if like, it's something like a business... Yeah, yeah, if it's a business, that's different, right? But, okay, not including calls. Text messages... Um, you could set it to only get text messages from your family. Yes. So yes. and turn it off for everything else. So like all these different types of things, gaming, watching porn, masturbating, these are all massive dopamine intakes. And then once you don't have them, you feel down and you can't go for those long-term dopamine intakes. And that's why working is hard. That's why waking up is hard. That's why doing like little things like showering, like like um work like working on your business, things that don't give immediate dopamine return is hard for you mm. because you're so used to being stimulated. We are all we are the most stimulated society in the world. Easily, like most stimulated society in history. I mean, in history, yeah, ever yeah, before, because yeah. we can get can stimulated off everything, actually, bro. Yeah. Off everything. So yeah, so dopamine detox is when you stop taking things that give immediate returns and you go for long-term stuff, like meditating, like walking, like exercise, like gym. Um, you know, like self self-talk. You know, things like that. Things that actually are progressive dopamine hits, not immediate. I think you've already answered my next question. <laughs> well, like, what's the true definition of happiness to you? Fuck, it's a good question. Um, this is deep. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very it's deep. deep. It's deep. It's, it's interesting, though. Like, we, we think we're trying to seek happiness all the time. And, you know, let's say you're looking, you're trying to get a girl and you get her and you're so fucking happy in that moment. Like, she's hot, you can show her off, blah, 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 and you're happy. But is that actual happiness or is it like a short-term, like, you know what I mean? Is it a short-term um, uplift? Yes. Right? For me, happiness is doing what you love. 
that's 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 what happiness is for me and happiness is knowing god the more you know god the more happy you are and you can't be happy in this world you can only be happy in the kingdom of heaven so the more you do the more things you do that get you closer to the kingdom of heaven the more happier you are everything in this world is designed to make you sad everything there is not one thing in this world that gives you true happiness i'm talking like material things i'm talking like not people obviously people that's okay because you know you have your family you love them they make you happy but even them they don't die in heaven but they die in this world do you know what i mean like everything in this world is evil and designed to like make you think you're happy when you're not i think i think that was planned yeah everything has a plan yeah I think God, he definitely has a plan. Everything takes time. Mm -hmm. And once it does, uh, I think we'll really, really benefit from it. So we just have to go through these stages of life. 100%. But then we will really see rewards, I think. For um, sure. In the end. Because he will will bless us. Yeah. 100%. 100%. What do you think is happiness? I think happiness is knowing yourself. Okay. Like, I... I'm trying to find myself every day. Yeah. I'm just trying to like know what I because the thing is you're spending your most time yeah. your your every day you're spending with yourself. Yeah, that's right. You don't yeah. really know this like subconsciously. Yeah. 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 But like you are actually hanging out with yourself. 100%. So when I play video games, you know, rarely or mm. you know work out or something I'm working out with myself. Yeah. Really. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just trying to like push myself to the limits mm. and really just at the end of life, if I figure out who I actually was, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's my happiness. But then also there's other happiness like, you know, me having a great relationship with family. Yeah. Yeah. Great relationship with friends, co-workers. Mm. I think people is the game in life. Right. And that is my overall happiness. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it comes down to finding your purpose. Oh, definitely. You know, and um, I think you're right. Like, the more you know yourself, the more happier you are because you spend the most time with yourself, right? And when it comes down to your purpose, for me, like, for me, before I started really getting to know religion and stuff like that, I genuinely think that um, that story of me in in the house file, I genuinely think that means that God was showing me my purpose is to protect my family. That's what my purpose on this world is. Wow, okay. I don't see myself as a vessel... I see myself as a vessel of happiness for others. I don't see myself... Making others happy makes me happy. Nothing actually makes me internally happy. Yeah. Like, genuinely. I, I don't... I don't really feel like... Like, maybe your family success, maybe? Yeah, or but, something. but that's what I mean. Like, other people. But when I succeed, I don't think about how it's going to benefit me. Yeah. I think it's about how it's going to benefit the people around me. I'm very, like, externally driven rather than internally driven. But I'm, but I'm happy with myself, and I'm proud of myself, and I love myself, but my actual happiness comes from other people's happiness. Mm. There is nothing in the world, nothing, like, not a singular thing you could point me towards that would make me happier than seeing my parents happy. Nothing. There is nothing. I will die for that moment. Like, that, that's, my, that's my life goal. Just to make my parents happy for as long as they live. That's, like, my life goal. And so, I feel like, yeah, you're right. The more you know yourself, the more you find your purpose, the more happier you can be. I want to get into, well, this is piggybacking off of um, yeah. happiness yeah. and it's being secure within yourself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was 
you know, I would say I'm very secure within yeah. myself. Yeah. I don't really need that external validation as much as other people. Yeah. I sure. think people still need that. Like, you know, if mm. you have junk food or, yeah, you know, yeah, something, yeah. you just... Like sugar rushes yeah, and stuff you like just, that. Yeah, you just, you sort of need it yeah. to get through life. Uh, what, what would be a way that you could be secure within yourself? For me, I got the cheat code on life because my family put good thoughts into my head. And so when I go to look at external validation, I don't value material things. I don't value external stuff like that. I only have my family's voice playing in my head. You're strong. You're worthy. You know, you could do this. You could do that. So I had the cheat code on life. But let's say you don't have a supportive family because lots of people don't. Lots of people are not blessed, right? And that's okay. They're blessed in other ways or they, they it's it's made for them to become stronger later on. You know, I, I don't envy, but I respect people that grew up with bad parents and still turned out to be amazing people mm. because I don't know if I was going to be capable of doing that. I had the cheat code to life, literally. So for me, the way you could become a better person and um, the way you can understand yourself better is by knowing what makes you happy and knowing what you're worth. Mm. That's that's what it is for me. So if you know you're worth more than your nine to five job, then not allowing yourself to just settle for less because the less you settle for, the less you're worth. You know what mm. I mean? So like people get married, right, at like young age because they just want an achievement under their name because they feel like they haven't done anything their whole life. That's because they don't know their worth. They don't know their worth, you know, other things that actually make them happy do you know how many people are in unhappy businesses unhappy relationships unhappy situations because they don't know their self-worth but how do you know the worth of you yeah yeah um well i guess it comes down to what you do good in life you know at the end of the day when you die whether you believe in god or not you have you and your deeds. It's your body. We all die in the same grave. So it doesn't matter how much money you made. It doesn't matter about any of that. It matters what you did in life, how you how you were with people, right? So when you want to think about your worth, just compare yourself to other situations, right? We're born in Australia, the best country in the world. Oh, most livable country in the world. No guns, no like political corruption to a degree. Um, like nothing that will really impact us. So our self-worth Actually, should be driven only the earthquakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine we had one with now? This oh, video no. will go viral. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, Australia is like, we're blessed to be in this position. So if you don't believe in anything, at least believe that you got lucky enough to be born here. Right. And then it comes down to your mum put you in her stomach for nine months for you to come out and tell yourself that you're not worth it. Your mum prized you as literally the most joyous thing in her life. I hope. I hope for most moms, right? Even if she didn't, her body did, okay? Like, by by default, right? By default, her body put 100% of their concentration onto you for you to come out and tell you yourself that you're not worth anything, you know? And that's why people get stuck in jobs. That's why people get stuck because, you know, you go into a job interview and they ask you, how much do you think you're worth? Mm. People will say 50 grand. Why Why would you say that? Like, why? You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I I'm you. not sitting there saying, like, don't go say 200 grand or 300 grand. I'm sitting here and saying, explain your value. Mm. You are a valuable person. Everyone is valuable in life. Even LGBTQ members. <laughs> they're all valuable, right? You heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> LGBTQ members are all valued. But, 
you know, one thing that I really f- always fall on is my family and the fact that I'm a part of God's family. So I know that I'm valuable. Like it's it's hard to talk about a it topic is. where you don't really know your value. Like yeah. you know, I'm 18. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, really I know, know where I stand in life yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm a full time podcaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> happy about that. But yeah. You know, I think value for me is what you can provide for people, obviously, as mm. you said. Mm. Um, I think providing something like for a business or something, yeah. I can't really provide much yet because yeah. I'm not really... You're not making enough. Yeah. I'm not making yeah, yeah, yeah. enough or, yeah. you know, I'm, I haven't been through life yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of 18-year-olds, you know, uh, teenagers are really, like, struggling at this point. They yeah. don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, have you got some advice mm. for, you know, people, you know, um, going into real life? Yeah. How do they sort of determine their value? It's a good question. Um, I think determining a value is by choosing what gives you value and how you choose by what gives you value is by diminishing what doesn't give you value okay mm-hmm. so for example social media shouldn't give you value how many followers how many likes how many comments you get shouldn't give you value external comments shouldn't give you value and people seem to think that the human mind is like self-destructive because they have self-destructive thoughts i get them too oh. i'm sure you've been in a position where you get them too 100 after you broke up with your with your ex i'm sure bro your brain was like i'm the worst i'm not a good enough man i'm sad i'm this i'm that right the funny thing is it's not actually our brains doing that it's other people's voices mimicking in our heads mm. so how do you find value is by not listening to other what other people think because we know we're worth a lot we live in our body you know what i mean like our body is designed to live right we eat to keep our body up we drink water to keep our body nourished we sleep so we keep our body healthy so by default we know our body's valuable so why in our mind does it feel like it's not it's because we're listening to other things other people so if you were to ask me how would you find value entering into the real world is by knowing yourself and knowing what your body is worth. Mm. Knowing that you spent there for 18 years nourishing yourself, growing yourself to be the best version of yourself that regardless of where you landed, you love yourself. 100%. And you don't compare yourself to others. Finding value isn't about choosing one thing that gives you value. It's about diminishing the things that don't give you value. Mm. And then by default, we are valuable. Oh yeah, and oh, that's no, that's definitely. that's the way that's the way I see it. I want to talk about uh, civilization, Western civilizations, okay. right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you think of Australia right now? I think we sort of had a brief yeah, talk had, about. Look, it. I mean, look, bro, we're in the most one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Um, you know, it's it was said to be the most livable city in the world at one stage, um, before COVID. I think. The issue is that we don't... The more further we get from the morals and values that were, you know, established either in religion or either in, like, you know, politics and stuff like that, the more further we get from that, the more of a degrading society we are. Hmm. Um, And so the more further we start to push agendas on kids, um, those types of things, the more Australia will fall to to its knees, right? Yeah. So I think what's good about Australia, we're blessed. We have money, we have everything we need, we have Sensolink if we struggle, we have beautiful city, um, laws aren't too, you know, degrading. You have here and there things that you can't do, but like, 
the most livable city in the world. But opinions are being censored, politics is pushing agendas, um, the Western civilization is for always, 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 always pushing an agenda. Hmm. When really, it should just be sticking to morals, values, and principles. You, if a lot of people like read the Bible and stuff, yeah, you just get a massive intake of like what it, what life will actually be like. You know, um, yeah. as it said, um, uh, be lovers of God, not money. Yeah. Um, you know, and then eventually, you know, uh, politics uh, will uh, and governments will have a war. Yeah. Everything is set up for this world to, you know, eventually demolish, but yeah. then God will save us. 100%. 100%. If you read the Bible, yeah. th- that is the clearest source yeah. of what's what's going to happen in the future. 100%. 100%. And I think people, like, it, it really does, I really do think it comes down to um, instant gratification, which is on that dopamine topic. People want things now. They want money now. They want a good life now. They want this now. They want that now. And because of that, we can't work hard to get to a better society because no one wants to actually wait. You know what I mean? The best things take time. Everyone knows that. 100%. But that's lost. That's lost in society. I think I think God actually wanted governments yeah. to, to fight to because... He is showing everyone mm. that he's perfect. 100%. Yeah. And governments aren't. The governments aren't. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. He is perfect. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I totally agree that he is perfect. Yeah. And he created people of power yeah. to show how, you know, manipulative they are. I mean, it's, it's, it's a trial and it's a tribulation, right? We are governed by, you know, the government. But we're really ruled by God. So it's breaking that idea in our head that the government controls us when really it's God. 100%. It's a it's a it's a trial. It's a tribulation for us because our whole life we're told listen to the government, listen to the government, listen to the government. But when are you told to listen to God? Mm. Yeah, but that's really it. I, I mean, I, I do want to talk about um, uh, Trump. Actually, not really. I don't care about Trump. Do you think I care about Trump? I mean, look, Trump. Trump was a good president for America in the sense that he was the only one that tried upholding Christian values, but at the same time, he's very... Yeah, he's I mean, a bit. You know what I mean? Like, well, we don't know, because the media tells us half of it, and then Trump does the other half. That's so, the thing. Like, what do you what, really... What can we really trust? What, what do can you... Tr- we, like, I feel like you just got to trust yourself at yeah, this point. Yeah, 100%. And, 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 uh, and the Bible. 100%. Trust yourself and the Bible. That's all you That's need. all you got to do. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll dip into the Hosry show. Have you got mm. any other stories that you can sort of, you know, spill to my audience and yeah. sort of just promote the show? Yeah, I mean, look, for me, branding is the most important thing, right? And this builds my brand, but it was subconsciously. I've actually always wanted to write about my life because every time I tell people about stories about my life, you're like, bro, your life's a movie. You know, like, mm. your life is really a movie. And, and, and I, didn't, I didn't trust it because that was the norm for me. All these crazy things that happen, like you've only heard one, but all those crazy things that happened in my life, that was the norm, bro. I wasn't phased by it. I wasn't scared. You know, I've had guns pointed to my head, been, you know, in fights with knives, like all this shit that happened in my life. I thought it was the norm. It was only when I grew up now that I realized, oh shit, I went through a lot, you know, like, so when I write about it, it's, it's therapeutic. It's, and, and going back to that dopamine thing, it doesn't give me any dopamine hit. Why? Because people aren't that interested in it yet, right? And so, 
really I'm writing for myself. I'm, I'm writing to get my thoughts out and so I could reflect on a deeper version of myself. And what I want to do is really tell the story about my life so that when I get older and let's say I'm in a successful position or I'm in a better position than I am now, people can look exactly where you started to now. So they know there was no there was no shortcuts, there was no corner taking, there was nothing. It was just me 100% raw start to finish, right? I used to be bullied for my look, so I'd be really scared to post these photos. Now I'm facing my fears. I'm mm. becoming a stronger person. So going back to what makes you a better person, facing your fears, you know, not being afraid of anything. Um, putting your trust in God. So that's the first thing I get to do. Secondly, I get to practice my copywriting skills, right? My business is copywriting. So, um, copywriting meaning social media writing, right? Um, so we call texts copy and I'm a copywriter, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I take what I can and I do what I can within my own, like, you know, reach and everything else I let go and I let God deal with it. I don't seek revenge sometimes uh i don't i don't we're all gonna be the perfect yeah exactly yeah like i don't try to change the world um any more than i already can i don't force things because i know god's got everything in his hands and as long as i trust in him we're in a good position yeah perfect all right thanks bro for being on the show no worries man thank you so much for the invite it was really fucking good Uh, thank you guys for watching you can check out the Hosri show every uh, Thursday. Thursday on Instagram, Mark underscore Hosri underscore. Um, I post it at 7pm or 6pm around there. I'll say 6pm, but I'll post at okay. 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely yeah. around those times. He talks about his life. He talks about his stories. He talks about, you know, his childhood and some of the things that built him up um, into Mark Hosri today. <laughs> 100%. Thank you so much, Zach. And make sure you guys tune in to the next episode of the Bigger Picture Podcast next time he's on and hopefully I'll be the next guest if I'm lucky. Well, uh, probably not because you'll be the third time. <laughs> <laughs> I need to diversify. Uh, the best guest. The favourite. We'll see you guys. Next <laughs>